Um, we're going to be uh, in Jeremiah 23, uh, really just verses 5 and 6, just those two verses, uh, some of the most hope-filled verses, from my estimation, in all of Scripture, if not, well, definitely in the book of Jeremiah. Um, so, so these two verses here, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. So uh, here in these two verses, right, God is making big box promises. These are not small promises that fit into a little box. These are big promises that only fit into a big box. I would have bought, I would have brought in a bigger box, but that was the biggest box in our house. So that's the biggest box that I could find. Um, big box promises. We're going to keep coming back to that idea. Um, we're we're going to walk through this and, and just kind of give some definitions and some thought uh, about the different things that God is promising here, and then we'll place it in the context of Jeremiah 23, and what happens is when we do that, um, the big promises get even bigger, and what we'll see is that God is really just breathing some incredible hope into the people of God here in these two verses, uh, some incredible hope that he's breathing in. So he says, behold, the days are coming. God is looking out. He's looking forward. He's projecting something that's going to happen, right? Behold, the days are coming. He's got a future day in mind. He says that he will raise up, right? Um, uh, in the Old Testament, the first time that we see that language is back in Genesis chapter 4, when Cain raises up, rises up against his brother Abel. <laughs> a little bit of a different example, uh, because that's, that's uh, Cain rising up in evil or in hatred and anger uh, against his brother. But, but, but the sense is that when somebody is raised up or rises up, they are establishing their power, right? They are establishing their dominance over someone or something else. And so God is going to raise up, just look at this, a righteous branch. We could break that up into two parts. To be righteous uh, means that in your core you are right. <laughs> uh, it means that in your core you are, you are lined up with God. You are in line with God. You, you, you are in line with God's desires and God's will and God's plan for life. Uh, this whole thing about a branch um, uh, means that he's part of a, uh, a really important family tree. Uh, meaning, right, God had promised this guy named David, uh, hey David, somebody from your family is going to rule and reign over all things for all time, right? Second Samuel chapter 7. And, uh, and so um, God is promising to raise up a righteous branch, right? Not the tree, it's a, but the righteous branch. He's a branch, he's in the line, the family tree of David. He's going to reign as king, uh, this, this thing that God is promising, this person that God is promising. Um, he's going to reign as king. So that means there's ruling happening, there's power happening, there's authority happening. Um, the, the, this king will deal wisely. <laughs> uh, so, so we think about um, somebody that's going to reign with a, uh, and rule with a high level of discernment, right? To be wise means that you have a lot of information, uh, but you also know how to apply it. You use it appropriately. Um, we have a lot of information at our fingertips today, but we don't always apply it or use it rightly. Uh, but this leader is going to uh, deal wisely. He's going to have a lot of information. He'll be discerning and he'll apply it appropriately. He's going to execute justice. 
um, uh, which is to say that he's going to be fair. <laughs> he's not going to be in it for personal gain. Uh, he, he is going to do things that's going to benefit other people. Uh, in the book of Jeremiah, it's really kind of this sense of um, uh, the, the, this king or, or, or whatever God is going to send is going to, um, uh, is going to take care of people that can't take care of themselves. Uh, justice in the book of Jeremiah is often connected with the care of the, the, the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, right? People that can't care for themselves in Scripture. Um, this, this right king, this, this one that, that is a branch from the line of David, uh, is also going to execute righteousness. So he's not just going to be right in his core. He's also going to do right things uh, in the land that he reigns over. Um, he's going to save people. Uh, now, our brains uh, in church usually go straight to salvation from sin or salvation from, from hell, but, but salvation, right, in the Old Testament is a much bigger concept. Uh, it really just means to be saved from any kind of trouble or difficulty. So it's not necessarily just salvation from sin. Uh, this is salvation from any kind of difficulty or, or trouble. And, and, and this, this one that, that God is going to raise up is going to let the people dwell securely, right? So, so there's a sense of safety for the people. Um, there's a sense of, uh, of peace for the people, right? A sense of wholeness for them. Uh, God is, is going to raise up a, a branch, a righteous branch, that will let them dwell securely. So, so we get the sense, right, as we just kind of pile those definitions on top of each other and we see what God is promising, that, that he's promising big box type of promises, right? Uh, these are not small box promises. These are big promises that God is making to the people. And when we move it to the context of Jeremiah chapter 23, um, the big promises get even bigger <laughs> uh, because um, God is promising to send the best leader, the best leader that will usher in the best of times. And, uh, and the people of God have not been living in the best of times or been seeing the best of leaders. In fact, we, we're pretty sure that, that Jeremiah 23 is written in the worst of times and the worst of circumstances. Um, uh, Jeremiah 23 is probably, uh, the context of it is probably the, the Babylonian nation, the world power at that time has already come up against the city of Jerusalem. They've already surrounded it and cut it off, right? Nobody gets in, nobody gets out. And uh, they've already destroyed parts of the city and they've already ripped families apart as they've uh, kind of uh, started the first exile and, and taken uh, the best and brightest of people and taken them to their faraway nation of Babylon. So you're talking about a situation and circumstance where people have experienced extreme loss, way more loss than most of us probably have experienced or would desire to experience. The worst of situations and circumstances. And, and, and really for the last two chapters, it's super interesting here, for the last two chapters, Jeremiah has been detailing um, bad leader after bad leader after bad leader after bad leader, right? He's, he's been detailing just how bad the leadership of, of the people of God has been. Just listen to this list, right? The, the, the last several leaders of the people of God, they do not listen to or obey God. Um, their houses are built on unrighteousness and injustice. In other words, the last several leaders of the people of God have made a living by, um, by judging um, unrightly and unfairly. They make judgments that really benefit only themselves. They're in it for personal gain, not for the betterment of their people. 
Um, they do wrong or violence to the foreigner and the fatherless and the widow. Um, they are responsible for the shedding of innocent blood. Um, so, so somehow they have um, uh, mandated or, or said, hey, um, uh, you know, given permission for people to be put to death that are actually innocent. Um, it, it says that the, that the last uh, several leaders have scattered the people. It's a fascinating word. Um, uh, in the Old Testament, when somebody scatters, it's because there's a danger, and then everybody's running away from the danger. So, so just see this, right? Jeremiah has told us that the leaders, the last several leaders, have been the danger that's causing the people to scatter, that's making them run away. And, and in fact, uh, Jeremiah says that, that the leaders are, are driving the people away. You almost get the image of somebody with a whip or some kind of you know, weapon that's, that's driving the people away from where they should be and what they should be doing. And Jeremiah tells us that the people have not been attended to, they have not been cared for, they have not been shepherded. Jeremiah has been dealing, uh, has been telling us about the worst kind of leaders, the worst kind of people that, that has led to the worst kind of circumstances. And all of a sudden, these two verses interrupt with this incredible breath of hope for a people that had none. Anybody else in the room need that? Um, these two verses come along and say, don't give up. These two verses come along and say, hey, this isn't the end. This isn't the final word. Behold, the days are coming, God says. I think that we can really kind of apply this maybe in two different ways. Um, one will be a little bit obvious and then one will be just a little bit of a stretch, but I think it will be really helpful for us today and in the next coming couple of days. Um, the, the one way that we really want to just kind of let these, these verses sit on our hearts and on our minds is to let God breathe hope into us. We, we might be looking back over the past uh, week maybe the past month, <laughs> maybe the past year, and we just kind of look back at that past year and we say, wow, that sucked. Can I say that in church? Is that okay? I got an okay or a sure, that's okay? All right, it's too late. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, we might look back over the past year and just like, you, you know, do we, have you ever done that? Where, where you just kind of look backwards and all you see is the bad stuff? Like all you see is your mistakes, all you see is the conflicts, all you see is your broken leg. Oh wait, that's just, uh, it's just, just me. Um, right? Sometimes we just kind of get into that space where we look backwards and all we see is the, the hard stuff. That's where the people of God are at in Jeremiah 23. And um, God comes along and he says, behold, the days are coming. All that, it's not the end. It's not the last word. There's something more that's coming, and it will be so good. God's going to send the best of leaders that's going to bring in the best of times. He's breathing hope into our hearts. Yes, it's a particular word for a particular time in history, but I think we would be silly and foolish to, to leave that hope 
in the past. God breathes that hope into our hearts today. So, so one thing to do with this is, is to just kind of let yourself uh, be in that place and be honest and say, I need a God who makes big promises. Uh, because this past week, this past month, this past year, it's been hard. And um, we need a big God. Yeah? I think that's the most obvious and the most probably true application for us when we look at Jeremiah 23. Uh, but if you'll allow me, I, I just want to kind of stretch this just a little bit and, and take this in just a little bit of a different direction, uh, just in case the hope wasn't enough for you. <laughs> uh, I'd like to just kind of offer one more way that we might apply this and just, just kind of work with this for a minute. Uh, I want to go back to the to the box over here. Did you peek? No. Did no, okay, good. Um, <laughs> I want to just go back to the box over here and, and just talk for a second about our expectations for the coming days. Um, anybody have expectations for the next coming days? Right, we just, I mean, we build up to this for so long, right? And, and so we, we've got expectations about the gifts that we're going to give and the gifts we're going to get. We, we've got expectations about the, oh, the food that we're going to get to eat, right? And the people that we're going to get to celebrate with. We, we just get all these expectations. And if you will, it's almost like we kind of have this big box of expectations. And we kind of walk around everywhere and we've got this big box. And we say, look, this is what I expect to happen. And if it doesn't happen this way, Oh, I'm going to be mad, right? Anybody can ever do that? We just get stuck in that sometimes. I don't, I don't think that we mean to, and we know, we, we know that, that we shouldn't do that, but so often we get stuck holding on to our expectations too tightly. And so I think what happens with Jeremiah 23 is it kind of encourages us to, um, uh, to, to hold our expectations a little bit differently or, or maybe just to hold on to something else. Um, if, we, if we hold on to the expectations too tightly, that's kind of what leads to the disappointment and the anger and the frustration, the short leash with family and friends. <clears throat> um, but, but if we hold on to something else, uh, just hear this, right? I'm not suggesting that we lower our expectations. I'm not suggesting that we even uh, don't have expectations, but I am suggesting, and Jeremiah, I think, 23 suggests, that maybe we hold our, our, our expectations just a little bit more loosely and, and, and maybe hold on to something else instead. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that. Um, if I'm Jeremiah, if I'm Jeremiah um, um, I expect a big box to come. I, I expect a God to, that's going to snap his fingers and make this really big thing happen because I need it, right? Because my life has been hard and this situation is really difficult and so I expect this really big thing to come and to happen. And, um, and it does, but it comes in a different package than maybe we expected. Um, if I'm Jeremiah, I don't, I don't fully grasp, I don't think, exactly what God is promising here. Um, maybe this won't be surprising to you. Um, I, I, I haven't really been trying to be secretive, but, but, but I do want to show you what the kids got to see just a minute ago and what I was so uh, cautious to make sure we weren't peeking, right? This is really what I think God is promising. Right? 
Um, did anybody notice that was missing from the? <laughs> Somebody surely saw it like, oh, everything gets stolen in this building, right? So, um, if I'm Jeremiah, I'm not expecting this. Um, but this is exactly what I need. It's not what I expect, but it's what I need. Um, this is a God who gets personally involved in your circumstance, in your situation. Did you catch the beauty of that? Behold, the days are coming when I will raise up for you. This isn't, hey, behold, the days are coming when a good king will come along and he'll be really powerful. No, no. And it's not even, uh, behold, the days are coming when you all will, will, will find somebody from the line of David and he'll be an okay king and he'll be really powerful and good. No, no, no. This is a personal God who gets personally involved. Behold, the days are coming when I will raise up a righteous branch. This is a, this is a baby whose birth changes everything. Um, this is a man who dies, and then hear this language, right, is raised up. <laughs> See, Jeremiah 23, from my estimation, is a great Christmas verse to sit on, but boy, is it a great Easter passage to sit on too. Behold, the days are coming when I will raise up after three days a righteous branch that will change everything. This is a baby that's in the line in the family tree of David. This is a baby that is also a king. Um, this is somebody that will be righteous, be right in his core, but will also do right things. This is, this is someone who serves first, right? He's not in it for himself. He's in it for you. Um, this is somebody that will save He's got the power to save, not just from your sin, but also from your circumstances and your trouble. This is somebody that brings peace, right? He allows people to dwell securely with the Father. Um, he brings peace to all the earth. This is somebody that gives a future. This is somebody that, that removes fear takes away fear and replaces it with joy. If I'm Jeremiah, I'm not expecting this. But this is what Jeremiah needs. This is what we need. Um, I, I just want you to see this, right? Um, <laughs> Here's the difference, right? If we're, if we're holding too tightly on to our expectations, and again, this is not, I'm not asking you to let go of your expectations or to lower your expectations, but, but this is going to be kind of clunky to carry around, yeah? Can you imagine showing up at a friend's or family's house and be like, hey, I'm here, let's party, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, it's going to be super awkward and, and it's hard and it's uncomfortable to carry this around, and, uh, and this is going to lead down a path inevitably, right, of, of disappointment and, and discouragement and frustration. It's a little bit easier to hold on to. And it's going to lead to better days. I mean, look at this, right? You can even 
You can even put them in your pocket. Hey guys, I'm here to party, right? We want to make sure over the next couple of days that we're just holding on to Jesus. Um, it's easier to get that lost in the hubbub and the food and the people and the gifts. But this, this is what brings us hope. And this, this is what brings in those better days. Amen.